I wonder this morning what it looks like to kind of be a little disjointed back and forth with sometimes there's Christmas trees and sometimes they're not Christmas trees. And, uh, you know, on, on TV, I guess that all kind of looks the same and uh, might be hard to distinguish. But, but thank you to uh, those that contributed to the uh, beautifying of the, the sanctuary for uh, the Advent season. Thank you very much. Well, last week we started into a series uh, Christmas in Chaos, uh, because it seems a little bit how it feels right now for us uh, through COVID and everything else going on around us. It feels a little bit like trying to, to navigate a very chaotic situation. And so last week we talked about hope in chaos, and, and we talked about hope as not just wishing for something, but, but a, 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 a waiting with expectation for something that we know to be true. And this morning we are going to look at peace in chaos. And how do we, how do we find peace? How do we uh, cling to peace uh, in this moment? What does that look like? And so as we uh, talk about that this morning, would you pray with me? Jesus, we just pause here to ask for a sense of your peace, a sense of your presence and your spirit moving in our midst, moving in our hearts, moving in our lives. May the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, over the, the last year, we've been working on some home renovation projects at our house. It's involved two bathrooms and, and some other things. And um, I am not a, a professional handyman. Um, YouTube has been very helpful, just figuring out how to do all kinds of different things. And so uh, there's been some, some plumbing and some flooring. There's been some uh, other projects. One of those things that we've done, well, drywall, I did some of that. And uh, lately it's been caulking a bathroom. Some of you already know kind of where this is going. I think I'm okay at it, but what I have discovered in the last couple of weeks is I'm good for a little short span of time until I get really, really frustrated, and then it's like diminishing returns. I just get frustrated, and it looks terrible, and I've had to learn that there's a point at which I just need to walk away and take a breath, stop, and maybe come back to it when I'm in a better frame of mind and I can continue on with the project. It's, it's a trait that I have uh, found that I have passed on to my children. And, um, you know, maybe there's some good things I've passed on to them. This is not one of those positive attributes. Uh, and sometimes we have to have a conversation about uh, playing with Legos. And when the Legos don't go together just the right way, and you start to get a little frustrated, sometimes you need to walk away. Sometimes you just need to put it down and go and find some peace. 
or when the Zoom meeting with your teacher isn't coming up at the right time, or when the Zoom, uh, when the pastor doesn't set up the Zoom meeting with the right audio settings, um, that sometimes you have to stop and come back, and that's very frustrating. And um, that happened, I think, this past week uh, in a meeting. You just have to step back and, and take a deep breath. And there's been a lot of that in this last year where I've just had to stop, take a step back, breathe. I've found in the last year especially that I've been awfully naive about what peace means. I confess that I often have a very simplistic idea of what peace is. I wish it were as easy as what we sometimes make it for our kids. We talk about, you know, if you, if you have a fight or you have an argument, you, you get your kids to apologize, say you're sorry, maybe you force them to give a hug or something, and you say, isn't that nice, and everybody walks away happy. Um, it's not that simple. What is what we find? I have boys, so, you know, boys tend to fight it out for five minutes, and then the next, after that, they're, they're best friends. They're back playing together, um, and, we, and we move on. I think sometimes that maybe if I avoid conflict long enough, I'll experience peace, but I can tell you from experience that just avoiding conflict is not peace. When I've attempted that over the years, you know, I find that I don't sleep well. I, I, something is, is always wrestling, and I'm, I'm, there's all kinds of turmoil going on with me and with, with maybe with others as we're trying to avoid conflict, and it's just not peace. It's not wholeness. It's not what we're created for. We experience in our world right now the, the absence of peace. I try to avoid political discussions with friends and family. We, we try to keep from getting too in-depth into conversation about the, the pandemic or because it's all we hear about. And it's like pandemic, pandemic. How many times can I hear that word before it just loses its meaning and, and we just get sick of hearing it? And I, the, the reporting of numbers right now on, on the news, is it's like it's become part of the... Uh, the traffic report and, and your weather report and, and the um, lottery numbers, they're, they're, they're thrown out, they're, in, they're included with it. But we kind of lose the, the meaning. Right now there's so many issues, um, not conversations, that are happening in our culture. And our culture has turned a lot of these things into a shouting match. Who can yell the loudest? And too often, the church buys into it. And we all need to take a step back and breathe. We all need to pause a moment, call time out, and just step back. So I think about how many times over the years has, have we talked to ourselves, or maybe a pastor has shared about slowing down to enjoy the Christmas season. I've said it lots of times. I've heard it said lots of times. I'm going to slow down this season and, and enjoy it and try and catch the real meaning of Christmas. Well, guess what? You don't really have an option this year. A lot of our activities, a lot of our hustle and bustle is being preemptively canceled for us. And so 
there's some downsides to that for sure. But I also wonder if there's opportunities. Because I wonder how many times have we actually done it? Have we actually slowed down? Have we actually stopped? You know, I've enjoyed uh, this Advent season reading Pastor Jack's reflections uh, as a, a morning devotional. And I found one of the things really interesting at the beginning of his devotional is he says uh, at the beginning that he wanted to do some devotional writing since his retirement. And that's been a number of years now. It's only taken a, a pandemic for him to actually take the time to write those. And so we have an opportunity to slow down this year. As I think about peace in the middle of chaos, uh, this scripture uh, that, that Jan read for us this morning comes to mind. You know, we know that Jesus entered into a very violent, fractured world. This is in the, the middle of the time period called the, the Pax Romana, the, the peace of Rome. It was a forced peace brought through conquest, not because people were getting along well. It was a time of political upheaval. And for the Jewish people, it was also a time of, of religious fracturing and splintering. This is at a moment where the Sadducees and the Pharisees are at odds with one another. There's other groups developing called the Zealots who are trying to violently um, rebel against the, the Roman rulers. There's other groups of people that are just saying, we're, we're going to be done with this. We're going we're to leave the Jerusalem system and we're going to go out into the wilderness and we're going to live life and follow God on our own, separated from all of the mess. They were called the Essenes. We know that it, that works for a time and then the mess finds them. The context of our scripture here in John chapter 14 actually comes in something called the, the farewell discourse in John. You know, one of the, the beloved scriptures for us at, at Spring Creek Church of the Brethren is, is John chapter 13, where Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And then he goes on to tell the disciples that one of them is going to betray him. And then he turns to, to Peter and says, Peter, you're going to deny three times that you even know who I am. Chaos all around. And then Jesus tells the disciples that he's going ahead to the Father. From the cultural situa situations surrounding Jerusalem, to the close relationships right around Jesus. There's a lot that isn't exactly peaceful in this moment for Jesus. He knows the violence he's about to face. He knows the turmoil and, and the angst that's happening in his disciples. And yet, in this passage, he talks about peace my peace I leave with you. There's peace in the middle of this situation. You know, Jesus brings different people together who have often been at odds with one another. We see this in, in the Christmas story. 
There are poor shepherds coming to find Jesus. And there are rich magi coming. Maybe they don't even know exactly why. Coming and finding Jesus in common. There's revolutionary zealots who come and follow Jesus. There's status quo upholding tax collectors who are both called as apprentices of Jesus. Part of the, the good news of the gospel is that the dividing walls between Jew and Gentile are being broken down and we are finding peace in the middle. We hear or we read a story about the disciples and Jesus at one point in a boat. And the waves are coming and the wind is whipping around and Jesus is sleeping in the middle of the boat. And, and the disciples are in all kinds of turmoil trying to figure out how to survive in the middle of the storm. And finally they wake Jesus up. And he calls out to the wind and the waves, peace be still. Peace is in the middle of the turmoil. Peace is in the middle of the chaos. And so how do we find peace in the middle of all kinds of stuff happening in the world around us? Peace in the middle of, of situations that we as individuals face, whether that's work or, or school or, or family or all kinds of places. Well, I want to share with you a little bit this morning about what I'm learning because I haven't figured it all out. And that's one of the things I'm really realizing about peace this year is that I don't have it figured out. And I'm learning. I'm trying to figure it out as much as anyone. One of the things, though, I'm learning is that peace is not forced. I can't force the world to be more peaceful. I can't force relationships around me to be more peaceful. I can't force it. I'm also finding that peace takes a lot of intentional effort, and it starts with me. It takes self-reflection to see where my head and where my heart are at in a, in a conflict, in a, in a situation. It takes a lot of prayer to work at peace and reconciliation. And there are no shortcuts. I, I love shortcuts. Uh, I've been uh, navigating uh, different programs here, trying to figure out how to put videos together and all that stuff. And I love shortcuts. Control B for bold. And con you know, I love all those things. There's no shortcuts like that for peace. It takes a lot of time. It takes uh, people intentionally committed to work at it. I'm also finding that interpersonal peace doesn't just mean avoiding conflict. And I've got to be honest, I love avoiding conflict. That's, that's, I, that's just who I am. I don't, I don't like to like, make a, a big mess of things. I don't like to, I like to avoid it. I'm finding out or, or maybe being reminded in this time that peace, whatever level we talk about, big international peace, we talk about uh, in our own community, uh, personal relationships, peace in my own heart and mind, 
I'm being reminded, I'm finding out that peace is ultimately about coming closer to the Prince of Peace. I think about ways that I've tried to achieve peace. We, we talk about uh, being nice to one another, which is a great idea. We need uh, more people to just be nice to one another. It's important. But sometimes people can be jerks. And sometimes I can be a jerk. So it's kind of a, a rough place to build peace in the middle of chaos. As someone who believes in uh, the peace church understanding of, of nonviolence, who wants nation states to look for alternative means to resolving conflict besides wars and violence, I believe we need to continue to speak out and act out to find peace. But my basis for believing in this kind of peace doesn't make much sense apart from a person. Apart from from the Prince of Peace. And so I'm finding out that peace is about coming close to Jesus. Peace is about me moving close to Jesus, inviting others to draw close to Jesus. Because the God-man, Jesus, the Christ, enters the world from the very beginning. He is drawing people to God and to one another. The Savior who is making peace and reconciliation with God possible is Jesus. The one who is in the middle of the chaos who stands and says, Peace, be still, is Jesus. And in John 14, 27, where Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, the peace that Jesus is talking about is based on him is based on the work that he is accomplishing in his life and his death and his resurrection. He's talking about returning to the Father to make the way for humanity. And he's promising the gift of the Holy Spirit that will come and has come to remind us that what Jesus taught to kindle alive a passion for the peace of Jesus in our own hearts and our own lives. So look, Right now is one of the most unpredictable times that I've ever experienced. Maybe it's uh, up there for you. Maybe uh, this is just a whole new uh, level of unpredictability. It is for me. And in the last two weeks, I've felt the, the chaos around me. I felt a little chaotic in, in my own heart, in my own life, trying to figure out, are my kids going to school or are they not going to school? How many Zooms do they have this week? How many Zooms do they have today? Uh, do I have them all on at the same time? Or it's, it's just been a little nuts. Are we having church? Am I going to church on Sunday? Am I not going to church on Sunday? What time do I have to have the video uploaded by? It, it's just been a little chaotic. Is this event happening? Is it not happening? What day is it happening? It's a little bit unpredictable. So what anchors our peace? I can't anchor it in my own heart, in my own life. I have to find peace 
in a person. In Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God. There are ways in which we can slow down. We can breathe deep. We can be examples of kindness. We can care for others. Yes, we need to do that. But also peace is grounded in Jesus Christ. God took on flesh, becoming one of us. Jesus came into the world drawing people to himself, to God, and making a way for us to be reunited to God, which is what we were created for. Jesus paid the price that was ours, not his. Taking on death and sin and violence at the cross, and defeating sin and even death in the resurrection. And he returned to the Father, and he's coming again. And that's the hope. That's what we talked about last week. Something that we know to be true, and we wait with anticipation. And in the middle of the chaos that is 2020, my prayer is that each of us may come to know and experience peace, not some idea, not just, not just being kind to one another. We've got to do that. But a peace found in the Prince of Peace in Jesus. This is the peace that we need to come, to know, to follow. This is the foundation of the way we are called to live, Jesus the Christ. If our attempts at peace are based in anything else, they're going to break down. They're going to fall short. And so we need to find our way to Jesus. And we need to invite others to find their way to Jesus. May it be so. Would you receive the benediction? May the hope of Christ... Redemption, salvation, resurrection continue to be recalled in your mind. And may the peace of Christ rest on each of us as we continue through our Advent journey in 2020 and onward. Go in peace. Amen.